when we actually do that. Uh, this particular topic is forgetting what manner of man. Forgetting what manner of man. What, what do you think about when you hear that topic? Forgetting what manner of man. Come on, Sue. Always kind of give you a topic. You have no clue. <laughs> I was surprised on this one. We tend to, when we go to church, you have these topics where you know exactly where the minister is going with it. Yeah. And not that I try to do it to trick you or anything. It's just that it's just the topic he gives me. So it is what it is. Carl got something. Carl. Amen. That's good, Carl. Amen. Amen. That's good. Anybody else? Special. What's kind of special? The <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. good special. <laughs> Anyone else? Come topic? on, y'all. Come on, students. They trying to don't study, be afraid. Go to scriptures. Hold on. <laughs> For, maybe they forgot again. Forgetting what manner of man. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the word there is forgetting. Sorry. Forgetting the way of man. Can you explain? Uh oh. <laughs> I gave you that. <laughs> Right. Excellent. Mm. Right. She might get her a mic. The natural man. Don't teach on this. Right. It's good. It's good. I think Al has something back there too. Al? Well. Um, thinking about it in context, I can just talk about it. But I'm thinking that uh, some of your selfishness perhaps, thinking that you're allowing more than your, than basically not true humility. You think you're more than what you're mm. not. And like you forget that and, and really find out what it is. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that one word, selfishness. It's good. Mm -hmm. Forgetting our purpose. Excellent. What, what we were designed for to be here for. Yeah. Perfect. That's really good. <laughs> Very good, Dana. David looking. My growing yep. students. <laughs> I love it. You got something good? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, the purpose of this teaching is to actually inform believers of the pitfalls when they begin to walk as mere men. Say it one more time for him. <laughs> Say it one more like, time for him. David like, no, she won't. <laughs> Say it one more time. The purpose of this message is to inform believers of the pitfalls when they begin to walk as mere men. Mm. Mm. Somebody saying, well, I'm a man. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about believers. We're not go. talking about... The overall humanity. We we're talking about the new creation. The saints, the new creation. So we need to be informed of when we stop believing and start to walk as mere men, mm. the pitfalls that are before us. Wow. So you're saying that when you're a believer, you're not you're really not a mere man. Right. As the psalmist was saying, he was he was saying that we're peculiar people. Yes, yes. And we're like pilgrims in this earth once you are born again. Mm -hmm. So you got to put the right perspective on what she's saying here as far as it says um, inform believers of the pitfalls when they begin to walk as mere men. Oh. We're not mere men. And men, yeah. 
we're talking about mankind. You don't have to say women too, but I'm telling you, it's mankind. We're not the same. Do y'all understand that? When you are born again, you are not the same person that came out of your mother womb. That is the man. That is the natural man. But we're talking about the believer. Believer is supernatural. Mm. And if this is the purpose, it must mean that this is the state of the body of Christ. Amen. Wouldn't you agree? So we want to change that the state of the body of Christ. And it starts here first. Look, our goal is to teach believers how to live the new creation life through your redemptive power of our Lord and Savior and how to grasp the reality of our unity with deity. Okay, I'll say that again. Mm -mm. The goal is to teach believers how to live the new creation life through the redemptive power of our Lord Jesus Christ and how to grasp the reality of our unity with deity. That's our struggle. I know Whitney. Whitney said, what, what, what? and what? <laughs> I, can, I can hear her this voice. This is DW right and now. what, and what, and what? <laughs> so I don't even have to break down the goal. We're going to break it down. First of all, I have to teach you how to live your new birth. That's the new creation life. I have to teach you now you are a new creation through Jesus Christ. You are a recreated spirit. I have to teach you how to live. I have to teach you how to live by saying what is not to be. I have to teach you how to do that. I have to teach you say when there is nothing to say yes, there is plenty. I have to teach you the new creation life, way of talking, way of living, way of thinking, way of believing, way of seeing, way of hearing, way of feeling, way of tasting. You want to hate, you're supposed to love. Yes. The new creation life. The purpose is to teach you that. But it's, it has to be done through your redemptive power that God has given you through Christ Jesus. So how do I teach it to you? It has to be through your redemption. What he has done through his death and his resurrection and also his ascension and his return. Y'all understand redemptive? Hello? Do y'all understand redemption? If you don't, this is why we... Being free. You've been redeemed. Uh, the price, you've been bought. You've been bought from <laughs> the hand and authority and the power of your adversary. You're hostage. Mm -hmm. You were taken hostage by Satan. Mm -hmm. You're, you were under his authority, his rule, his reign. And you served your master, which was Satan, prior to your birth. You served Satan, and your life and way of living was sin. That's what you did. That's, that mean, that was all what encompassed you, sin. That was your nature. Death, darkness, things in secret, malice, envy, strife. Mm. Division, that was who you were. Mm -mm. A liar, fornicator, these are things you did without any restraint, freely 
you live under your master, Satan, which is now your adversary. You did those things with no conscience. No fear. This is what you serve. Mm -hmm. You, you spoke as he spoke. What he thought was good, you thought was good. Mm. What he hated, you hated. He hated love, you hated and love. And righteousness. You hated, he hated what was not was pure, and you hated things that weren't pure. So now you have a new nature, a new master, your prisoner down to Jesus Christ. Because of the bond servant. You don't have Slave. your own mind. You have the mind of Christ Jesus. Mm. You've been bought with a price. It's by the blood of his son, Christ Jesus. He's taken all of that upon himself, and you've been redeemed. You've been made now righteous. You've been made to do the right thing. You've been made to do the right thing. So it shouldn't be difficult for you to do what is right because you've been made to do what's right. Mm -mm. His Holy Spirit causes you to do what's right. His Spirit causes you to do what's right. Yeah, because the spirit is still dead. Your spirit has not been recreated. This is why we got to be careful when we do Romans 10, 9. Were you really converted? Were you really born again? Were you really born again? Because if you were born again, if you were converted, you can't now... It's not for you, it's not natural for you to do those old things anymore because you've been converted. It's almost like, you know, and the computer people have to help me out with when there's a conversion, matter of fact, to a new system. Our iPhones now had to be converted to a new, a new system, right? Upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah. And once it, it's, An it's converted to that system, it doesn't default back to the old system because that old system's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. It made a, a new conversion obsolete. over. Like it's obsolete, obsolete, right? It's good. So if that's the case with us, the old system was sin, and our, our friend at that time, which was Satan, he wasn't our, he wasn't our adversary, he wasn't our enemy because we rolled together with him. But now he's no longer our friend. He is our adversary. He's our enemy. Because there's been a conversion with our spirit. Your virus. spirit was dead to Holy Spirit because he did the things of the spirit which was of this world. But now you've been born again. Your spirit has been recreated. Your inner man has been recreated to respond 
to what is righteous and not what is unrighteous. So why do people now who we say are saved, why is it such a challenge for them? My question would be to them, are they saved? There's no way if there's a conversion in the computer for a new system and the old system is obsolete, there's no way that the old system is still present and working. I love this analogy with the computer because you haven't changed your password. See, you, you, that's the password. you ain't changed your password, so you still have access to the old files. Wow. You your need, old nature. You still have access. You need to go to ITS <laughs> office and get your new password. Bring your identification this of is your why. new birth. This, you still have access. You ain't changed the password. And if you change the password, you just change it to something that you're familiar with. Uh, wow. See, you, this is why you still default. That is good. Because you're still using the same password. You got the new software. Say you go, you went from Windows 7, right? What's the new one? Windows 8. You want to go to Windows 8. You can't access the old one with an old password. You got to change the, you know, for Windows 8, you got to change that. But what you're trying to do is still have that dual monitor, because you know you can run both softwares on the same platform. See, as long as you have authorization. See, you're giving the enemy authorization to you, to your old software. That's good. That's I'm just, I'm just telling you, I know because that was me. I'm telling you, I know. But when I'm telling you, you have to get rid of that dual platform. See, you can run. You can have, you can set up. Matter of fact, you can cross. I so you can have windows. Computers. You can have windows. <laughs> I try to tell you, you went into computer stuff and science. Y'all know that's me. So, so help me out. You know, you can run Mac and Windows on the same platform. You going deep with it, y'all. You can run them on the same platform. That's what the Christian is trying to do. Run both of them. Yes. My old sin nature and my new nature. That's good. On that's the same good. platform. Yeah. Because I have auth authorization for both. That is excellent. Until you delete, yeah, until you delete that old one, you're going to always have access to it, and it's going to have access to you. Your files are still there. You have to get rid of everything. You, you have to do a total purge. Reformat. We can get you fee. Fee's like, please, my hand. No, I'm, you know why you bear witness with this? Because you have software. You do. Your DNA is software. Your computer. Your digital, yeah. your bits. Yeah. You store what? A CD store what? Information. Guess what you store? Information. That's good. A CD can store images, movies, all that. Guess what you can restore? You can, you can do the same thing. Wow. You can do the same thing. You don't know who you are. You don't know the capabilities it's that you right. have. You won't rewrite that program. He is the author, authorization, author and finisher of your faith. That is so good. So y'all, you're playing, you're playing, first of all, you're playing with it. You're playing with it. You're playing with it. How many people need to go to ITT yeah, office? On. Come right on up here. Password? Come up here because we're going to get you reprogrammed today. I can help you get reprogrammed today and you can help somebody else get reprogrammed today. Bring your ID. Overrule, overwrite it. birth ID. There you go. There you go. Put me this fee, I'm going to get you. I'm, 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 I'm going to get your hand. Did I help you? That was excellent, Pastor. I know you did. If you, you didn't, they are dead sleeping, not here today. Uh, <laughs> God Almighty. 
I just had to do that. And the reason I use the computer, I had to do that probably about two weeks ago. I had to, I went to ITT office to get, so I thought, is it IT? Is it IT? Think about the Institute. Oh, that's all right. They do the same thing there. I'm thinking it's They do the same thing. Don't worry. Okay. They do the same thing. They do the same thing. They do it. They train you. But go ahead. Okay, but not the university. But you want to go to IT department. Okay, IT department. Thank you, sir. I went to the IT department on campus. First of all, I'm logging in. So when you log in at ODU, you have your minus account. And pretty much what they have done is to allow you to use that account for all your other accounts. Because first, we had all these other different accounts for whatever. So I'm going in, and I'm logging in. But it's a financial one. And I, I forgot that I was supposed to use that same password, mm -hmm. but I use an old password. And so not thinking of it. So I'm thinking I need to go get a new password. And I'm going to IT. And so the guy's listening to me talk to other guys. So wait a minute. He said, what are you doing? He said, no. He said, it's your, your same minus account. You know, you don't need a new password. It's your password that you use for everything. I said, oh, my God. I said, I default. I'm sorry. I defaulted back to my old password. Your past, I defaulted to my past. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. I defaulted to, you know, it was default to my old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So that's why I couldn't get into or access the kingdom of God. I went back to the old man. Oh, man, that was crazy. You got it? Okay, your past words. There you go. Your past words. Oh, that's good. It just one past word. Wow. Jesus. All right, Fee. Y'all know it's like 1235. We just on the go. We got next week. <laughs> Please. I won't be here next week. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> but go ahead. But I will. <laughs> but I will. I will be here. I ain't missed a day in two and a half years. I will be here. Amen. <laughs> Right. A period of time between when we say I do, mm. when we do Romans 10, 9, and when we actually are endowed with power to walk out the light, it seems like there's a gap in between. Like, mm -hmm. just like um, the apostles couldn't leave, they had to stay and yep. receive power, even though they believed, they walked they were saved. the whole time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I know we're in a process of being saved, mm -hmm. but when we first say I do, until we actually receive the power to walk it out, mm -hmm. that gap is, I think, where we have the most trouble. Mm -hmm. So while we're in that gap where we don't have clear understanding of what we were called to do, what is it that we should be receiving other than, mm -hmm. you know, our new password? Like, I know we need our new password. Okay, you got your new password. <laughs> right. Y'all know the new password? It's a gap. No, it's, it's a gap. Should it not be a gap? Is that the problem? Should it just be boom, boom? Walk it out. It didn't seem like it was, yeah. I know personally for me there was. Okay. There's, first of all, the initial confession of your salvation has to be genuine. Mm -hmm. That is the critical first part, is that your salvation is genuine. Mm -hmm. It's valid. It's not just something you have said. 
but it's something that has taken place, okay? If that's done, if that's a valid yeah. conversion, Romans 10, 9, what's supposed to ha be happening, even though you're going to be studying the word of God all of your life, because we will never get it all, there should then be a receiving of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because when you initially get saved, you have his spirit, but then you have to be baptized with his spirit. The power now to walk out what you couldn't do the beginning. See, then there, there are giftings that's coming with it. So there, when we come to that, when there's a genuine conversion, there will follow a genuine baptism. Now, you don't say it right there. If there is a, it, it, should, it should follow. It should follow, and it should immediately follow. Yeah, mm -hmm. and not that you try to make it. It's just because you're so hungry and thirsty because it's just like, a, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just, you looked up like some people do. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Anyway. No, no, you, no you won't. That's an inside thing. I no, know you won't. Funny. No, you won't. But anyway, when, uh, <laughs> when a child is, is born, is do it in comparison to yourself when you're first born in the spirit, your new creation, and a baby's first born. Imagine how hungry they are. Mm -hmm. They are screaming. They are screaming for love. They are screaming for to be fed. They are they are screaming for the things that belong to them in this new world. They immediately they scream. And this is the thing that doesn't want to make certain that they are alive. So, you know, either spank or whatever, because they need just, I need to know you have life. And for us, when we, we get baptized, we need to know that we have life. And how do you know you have life? You're baptized in the spirit. You see the giftings. You see, you see the fruits of God upon your life. They need to see. The world needs to see. So there's something about us in our life that we the world needs to see a validation of our relationship with God. Not that you just talk about the word, but you are the word. You are the living word. And so when the, the baby is born and, and he or she is crying, immediately the baby has to be fed. The doctors make sure that you feed the baby immediately. Then they, then they make certain that so many ounces that the baby is taking in because the baby needs to develop and grow. This is for um, the baby development and, and his or her growth. Has to be fed right away. On time. On time. These increments. So the same for you. You same have you. to be fed. And um, it's consistently fed. And this is the problem. You're not consistently fed the word of God. You're malnutrition. You're taking, you taking breaks. You decide that you've had enough. <laughs> but just like the mother, she knows when the child has not had enough or is only taking only two ounces of the four ounces. Wait a minute. You need, you need to take two more ounces. And I'm not going to let you go back to sleep until you take these other four ounces. But we have to be accountable for our own life to make certain that we are receiving the proper amount of nourishment of the word of God for our recreated human spirit. It's not for your flesh. That's why your flesh doesn't want it. Your flesh is tired. Your, your flesh is sleepy. Your flesh is bored. Your flesh is saying, this is not what I need. And your spirit but your flesh doesn't know what it needs. Your flesh only know a hot dog and hamburger or, or a drink or a beer or something that's whatever you something put in sweet. yourself. Sweet. And your flesh is calling for it. Man is not his flesh. He has flesh, but you are a spirit. That's what you are. 
You have to you have to get it immediately. See, I love the example that I shared with you guys the other night when I gave my life to Christ. I I, I felt that I hadn't married him when I initially did the Romans ten nine. I felt like I was dating him, and when you when you're dating someone, there's no commitment. None. No one has to do anything for you. Show up when you want to show you up. You know, you you say you're coming, but you don't come. Well, okay, but I wish you did come. No commitment. But then. With a, uh, a, a marriage, there's commitment. Yeah. You have to be where you say you're at. You can't just be doing these little flukes, uh, oh, I forgot, and it's been three hours since she was to come home. Mm. That's a, that is a problem. <laughs> Try that. But you can do that when you're dating people because there's no commitment. No commitment for him to, to take care of you as a provider and a woman to do all her duties. There's no commitment in a regular relationship versus marriage. This is why... He honors marriage because he honors commitment. And he wants you to commit to him. But again, these are the things we, we uh, rebel against. Commitment. We rebel against coming to the gathering. We rebel against that because it's something else. I mean, I could be watching TV, a, a game. Or doing nothing. Or just doing whatever. It's my time. But it can't be your time because did you give yourself life? That's what I want to know. Can't be your time. So why are you trying to do what you want on his time that we're and with his you, life? That we're out, you selfish. Selfish. So yeah. to fully answer feet question, it has to happen. Um, and you don't make it happen expediently. It just happens because you're hungry. You're hungry, and you want to be loved because you haven't been loved before. This is why you've been keep searching for love from people and they keep disappointing you. Mm -mm. Because Every they time. don't know what love is because they haven't met love. They haven't met love for God says, I am love. Mm -mm. So when you do Romans 10, 9, you're baptized and also in water. This is something, these are some guy, he, this is something he did, why won't you do it? And straightway, he was baptized by John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And when he came out, not compare myself to, <laughs> to, to Jesus, but when he came out, the water, they could see as a white dove the Holy Spirit resting upon his shoulder above him. And straightway, when I came out the water, I was speaking in tongues uh -oh. out of the natural water. But for me... It wasn't about the water. It was about my obedience because that's what he did. And so when I went in the water, for me, my reality was that was my death. It I was, was being buried with Christ. And when I came up, I literally, I literally saw a grave, and I was in that grave. And I came up. I was being resurrected with him. So that's for me, my, my baptism in the Holy Spirit and also in water was my revelation of my, his complete purpose for coming and going and yet to come again. But it has, to be, it has to be a revelation for you or it's just something that is just said. I felt like it was my funeral, me walking to my grave. I stood in the water that was my, my shallow grave, laid me down on being buried with him, pulled me up out the water, I was being resurrected with, with him. him. That's the word said. 
Now, stepping out of the grave, I rose with him with all powers in my hand, where I'm now able to delegate it in this world and, and cast out demons and signs and wonders shall follow me. Because it was a reality to me. It wasn't just something that was said, it was my reality. So I didn't have to think about, well, you know, again, is, was that real? Uh, now I'm speaking in tongues, is that real? Is that, because it was a reality to me, but because of the fact that I saw and heard other people who were not living the life and calling themselves Christians, I questioned them, but I didn't question myself. I want to know why, and I need you to validate. I need you to validate the Holy Spirit that you've given me. I need it. I need it. And he gave it to me. But if you set a criteria for it, you'll get it. But it's what do you want? What do you want? That's the question for real right now. What do you want? And I think two people had questions. Do, who's the two? Dave, you had a question? Go Dave. And I thought I saw someone else. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, Oh, wow. That's good. That's real good. That's true. That's excellent. Because I was told, I'm just going to Go elaborate a little bit on that because there's so much here. It is. And I was told, you know, with my uh, by another Christian, that, oh, you on fire for God right now. Oh, you just so, you know, it's so nice. But guess what? That's going to dwindle down. Yeah. I'm still waiting wow. for that to happen because it wow. ain't. <laughs> I would question his wall versus him questioning what I'm going to be doing. See how you got to be careful people speaking stuff over you like that? And my walk ain't di diminished. It actually, it's been elevated ever since. I mean, right. it ain't stopped. How would that yeah. be? I'm just, you know, mundane today for y'all. But that was a dual this thing really that good. fee, what you... Because that's what I was thinking when she was talking. When, when you said, I do. Mm -hmm. When you said, I do. And when you said, I do. Amen. You have to say, I do, when you say, I do. That's the marriage. When you say, I do, you have to say, I do. Because you said, I do, but I don't. <laughs> Didn't it? Isn't and then I'm it came not. another couple of years, and maybe you finally had to get it, go through some things, and now three years. Now, I know I say I do, but I don't. But now I do. Now I really do. But this is what's happening with the body of Christ. Is that when you, he said, this is why he says, let your yay be yay, and your nay be nay. Yes be yes, and your no be no. Dave? Jesus, you know what I'm saying? We were brought into 
brought in under another deacon. So is it possible to have a genuine conversion and forget for that? I don't think so because the foundation was laid wrong. So the foundation be laid wrong, you're going to build upon it, and it's going to be wrong. And then you don't go home and study the scriptures like you're supposed to. We just mm -hmm. go to the church and let the mm -hmm. pastor or the teacher mm -hmm. tell us everything instead of you yeah. examining what we teach you. He said, for us to, he said for you to study the word. He said a workman need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the, the word of truth. truth. So there is a responsibility on our part as well. It's first of all that we become a student of the word of God so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. I mean, you got your job, and if you never take the advanced classes or, or stuff that they offer, offer you in the job, you're not going to advance. You're going to stay right there. And this is what we have to do. This is, this is so good. And, and also, I wanted to add it about that new birth and what Mel mm -hmm. is talking about. you you got to think about this. And he gives you um, a new birth. So then I'm going to have a new language with my new birth. But the thing of it is, it's going to be encrypted. The new software mm -hmm. has an encryption, you know, so they don't get into your bank account, mm -hmm. right? They give you that 128-bit yeah. encryption, mm -hmm. and you have the same type of thing now for your children, your generation, mm -hmm. your body, mm -hmm. your finance. You have an encryption language. Mm -hmm. See, I got my own built-in. See, I'm software. I got my own built-in encryption oh, inside Bless of there. Us. See, you, if you're going to know the Bless software, us. how do you know the program? Because you know the software. See, you got to know the back, you know, every software have a back door. All right, every software on. has a back door. But you need that 28-bit encryption so the enemy can't come in. That's why you pray in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's why you do it in the Holy Spirit. So he can, he can hear that other one, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless me and help this. And he can hear that one. He understand and he understand that one. But you need your encryption. You need that encryption in there and that software so it doesn't, he can't hear it and understand what you're praying in faith. That's a blessing right there. That's why you should be praying in the spirit more than you pray in the natural. Your software has been rewritten. You have access to it now. You can become the programmer. You can program your own software. It's not really you, it's him. Right. See, I, I got you. It's really you. But you're the operator. He's operating through you. Yeah. Come on, friend. I know you understand Again, that. Again, we Woo! approaching 1 o'clock. <laughs> and I have to get you the foundation scripture. <laughs> it's, just, it was just, it's just on the title. What do you say? That's how you know it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's good stuff. My God. Wow. Y'all better use that. Was there anybody else? You good? Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll <laughs> Wow. With that foundation scripture. Be here, Mom. Uh, Fee? I just want to comment what Dave said. Uh -huh. um, it's kind of like, Dave, when you say, we go back to I do. Um, I do when a person has faulty presented themselves. Mm -hmm. What you think you're saying I do to, you're not really saying I do. Wow, that's you good. You really don't know what, who that person is or what you're saying I want to be a part of. So if it's that's a fault, good. People. That's good. We could go on. We could. Yeah, that's uh, good. No. And you said what? Reality? I, how many people in here right now? About 20 some people. That's 20 different realities. Right now, in here. Different uh, worlds. And the Bible saying the, the world's refrain. Many worlds. I'm just saying, y'all got different realities in here. Are we all on one same reality? 
that we're saved, that the indwelling spirit's inside of us. Are we on that same reality? Are we all on the same reality? Because it's possible that we could not be on the same reality in here. It's a possibility. So with that same question about us being, you know, or the foundation and how we lay it, I think it's so important. Because if you make him the cornerstone, he said he's the cornerstone. If you make him that, that built that revelation on Jesus, that's what Jesus, that's what Peter, Paul said, um, excuse me, Peter. He said, upon that revelation, I will build my church on that revelation of Jesus. So if you're not building it on that revelation of Jesus, you're, you're, you're slighted to have error now. So when it comes to being born again, they might not even teach it, but except the time that you came in, you're not going to have a teaching like this, how to really walk out that Christian life. How, why are you sitting there malnutrition in the field? Right there. you trying to go out to the fields and, and you malnutrition. You don't have no energy, no spirit, no endurance. And you ain't been fed. How you, how you going to produce? If you, if, the, if, the, if you don't feed and water that tree, it's going to die. Yeah. It's the same thing with your marriage. If, that's my garden. If I don't feed and water my garden, it's going to die. Our relationship, same one here. Okay. Uh, our foundation scripture, Air, are you going to read that for us? Mm -mm, finally. <laughs> uh, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, and too you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For ye are yet Whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walking as men? Mm. For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? That's so good. <laughs> carnal means natural. Yes. By your senses, by your emotions, devoid of the Spirit of God. That's how you live your life. As a Christian, almost impossible. Go ahead. I think Carl had something. What's that? Oh. <laughs> so what is Paul really saying here? Um, okay, no, I was just thinking, this whole thing about, um, I kind of hear this whole thing about tradition, especially for now with marriage. Mm -hmm. and then even now when they were talking about, you know, some people talk about Apollo, some people talk mm -hmm. about Paul. And I think tradition is one of the reasons why there is not true conversion in the first place. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing things because everybody in the church is doing it. Or they told me, I know when I, when I was in church, I was five years old, and my mom was like, you doing this thing? I don't know. I'm like, you growing up in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is why it's not really happening for real. Like Mel said, she got it for herself. That's when right. you yourself got saved for you, you mm -hmm. know, she saw her birth and resurrection. Whereas most people just kind of, yep. you know, do it. Wow, that's good. Yeah, you don't even know who you've been in covenant with. Yeah, go ahead. I got you. They look good. That's all you say. Wow. You got a nice car. She dressed nice. All right, I'm just saying. Her breath smell good. I'm just going. Yeah, go something. Go ahead, Dakes. Um, I think what he's saying is um, those who are living naturally can't, they cannot take in, mm -hmm. let alone understand what it's doing. So to 
expect that because Very. they are believers. They are believers. This is a very alarming fact about the body of Christ as believers, is that God can't talk directly to you. You want you listen? You can't perceive it. You can't perceive what's spiritual, and you are a spirit. Mm. You're not of your flesh. You That's are a spirit. Right. How this must really grieve him? That's the, I mean, that's my concern is that this class of believers, they're sons of God. Mm -hmm. They have God in them mm -hmm. and they have the very nature of God, but they walk as mere men. You're just, you're sons of God. You have God in you. Totally you have it, God's man. nature, but yet you still walk as mere mm -hmm. men. You still walk as if you're of this world. This is so good. Oh my goodness. This is extremely upsetting. It dishonored God. It's a total disrespect of your God-given higher status of living. Mm. It dishonored God. You disregard the higher living status that he has given you as a believer because you are allowing the world system to dictate to you how to live. And that's what you relate to, things of the world, what makes you feel good, look good. But it crushes God's heart because he's your sole creator of all. And he has made everything, he's made you righteous through your through his redemptive power. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Al just read there in 1 Corinthians. Please do. First of all, the Corinthians, let's talk about the Corinthians and what was going on with them. The major problem in the church was that they were trying to attempt to experience God's blessing while refusing to separate themselves from a world of evil ways. Does that sound like a familiar body of Christ? Sounds like what's happening right now. The major problem with Corinth was that they attempted to experience God's blessing. You're expecting God to bless you, mm -hmm. but you, you have not separated yourself from the world evil ways. Not just from the world, but the world evil ways. Nothing is good about the world. You may think there's something good about it, but he's letting you know, the world have evil ways. And this is why you can't receive his blessings. Because you refuse to separate yourself from the way of the world. Mm. That's where all my friends are. Yeah. So, mm? so basically, when some people of the world say that the blessing is not the blessing of God, that's when they say. There you go. Mm. Exactly. Well, and the Bible also says God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. When it rains, it don't mm -hmm. just rain on the sinners outside. It rain on everybody. <laughs> All right? Current at the church, what they were allowing, they were mm -hmm. allowing their brethren to come into church knowing their sinful activities. Go ahead. Knowing that they were still engaged in these sinful activities. Ooh. They were allowed to, to come in church. And they were very tolerant when it came to the, the fellowship of division. 
Je jealousy, jealousy, strife, envy, world philosophy. You could bring in philosophy in the church. They're doing it now. Quarreling, fussing, immorality, attendance of uh, 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 adulterous, you know, activity and festivities. The things that we, you know, it's of the world. Let's go to this festival that has all this. Dina, give me some examples. New Don't age. <laughs> new age. Bunch of What's new that? age. Just be Julie, what they got going on? New age. Different things at the carnival. Mm. Card reading. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah, so it's different things when you go to the carnival, these festivals that we're involved in. Tarot cards, all this stuff, Ouija board, all this stuff. He said he, he was allowing them to, to be involved in all this type of evil ways of the world. And they rejected the apostolic teaching. They rejected this type of teaching. Mm. The scriptures that were read, that Old and New Testament, they rejected that type of teaching. As the body of Christ still does. It's going to be a rude awakening. That's all I got to say. They failed to see the absolute uh, necessity of the apostolic truth, which was love and a godly character and standard. They failed to see the absolute necessity of ap apostolic truth, love, and godly standard. So that means that God has a standard, right? Mm -hmm. right. And you have a standard. Right. Certainly. But you keep wanting to bring your standard into the house of God and to be accepted. And when your standard is not accepted, you are offended. And Thus, you, you don't come and you leave because it's your life and nobody's going to tell you how to live. You're greater. You're greater. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow. They, abuse, they also abused the gifts of the Spirit and the Lord's Supper, and they distorted the message of the gospel. Boy. Mm. Jesus warns us that any church, and pay close attention to this, Jesus warns us that any church that tolerates within its fellowship the world's unrighteous practices or the distortion of biblical truth will have its candle removed and lose its place in God's kingdom. Close the book. Church <laughs> God. Man. Jesus warns us yep. that any church that tolerates within its fellowship the world's unrighteous practice, the ways of the world, how they do things, bringing in the happy song, doing it, uh, electric slide and dance in the, in the sanctuary, these type of things. He said, if you allow this type of fellowship in his house and practices, he said, you would distort the biblical truth and your candlestick will be removed and you will be loose. Your place will be lost in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's serious right It's there. very serious. You'll be removed, and you will lose your place in the kingdom of God. So you got churches. He wants the church of this. So you got the churches bringing in the Eastern mysticism mm -hmm. and all these other things that they're tailored with. Trick or treat, Halloween. Trick or treat, all this uh, mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. Valentine's, None yeah. of those are biblical. Mm -hmm. So. Al? Is this, could you, is this kind of, could you tie this into the whole apostasy thing and the racism? 
Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Most definitely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which is happening right now. The Spirit is calling for such a church to come to true repentance. True repentance. And the church is you. Not a denomination. To separate from the world and to, be, and to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Our foundation or our um, supporting scripture here, because we already read the foundation scripture. Yeah, I already did. He was leaving. And I just want to say, in reference to our foundation scripture, it talks about, I highlight it here, talk as though they belong to this world as, as though they were infants. Here, I'm going to read a different translation. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants. Good gracious. In Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. If you're controlled by your sinful nature, you can't receive what is spiritual, anything stronger, then don't do that. Love your brethren. You know, come to church. You know, so you get these songs, these type of songs, and also teaching. You're coming out. It's going to be a better day. You're going to get those type of teaching. You are jealous of one another, and you quarrel with one another. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? When one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I'm a follower of Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? That's so good. Controlled by your sinful nature. He said, you still are. And this is why I can't talk to you. You can't take anything. This is why you can't hear me. And you want to hear me. But if you really wanted to hear me, you will let go of your sinful nature. You'll walk in your new creation. He has, he has no way to interact with sin. And if you're in your sinful nature, he cannot commune with you. Yep. I just want to add something to that. That's mm -hmm. so true. And I can only go back to my own salvation and what I heard at church. Uh, you got to take it from a person like me. I, first of all, I didn't even know I was a sinner when I was coming in there. Just didn't know. But once I found out and I got saved again, all of the issues, all of the things that I struggled with within me, which was sin, came up. And I had to deal with each of those things. And it had to be brought to my attention. A real person who was, listen, she's going to tell you have a lust spirit. Who wants to hear that? And you know what the spirit said immediately? No, I don't. Spoke right there. No, I don't. And then I knew. stumbled to us. You don't want to say what I said? No, no I don't want to say that. You say it. <laughs> I really asked if you want me to embarrass him. Because mm. I said I don't believe Because I can show you, I'm going to take you 
to the place where you're saying. And she did. And see, just how you got there, if you're not confronted with your sin, you have to be. That's called deliverance. Other than that, you're going to keep your little sin in a little compartment. But it has to be exposed. And you know what? It's as painful as you want to hold on to it. That's why it's painful. But if you're not ashamed of it, you know that this is what you're supposed to do. You're going to let it go. Ain't nobody had to lay hands on me. Real word came forth, saw myself. That's what you need to be delivered from. Don't marry him till he's delivered. That's what I heard. I won't offend it by my sin once I knew that I was a sinner. It won't good. I'm missing the mark. Target, help me bring it right back where I needed to bring it because of the Holy Spirit that's in her, which will discern and see and, and deliver. I mean, it was really delivered. I believe the Spirit left me the moment she said it. Because we still, the, I'm, I'm not even joking though we said we believe, the moment she said it, that spirit had to We leave. still act like we don't believe. Yep. So I said, oh, like God would say, oh. And I trust, and I tested it. Test. And I tested it. And, and proved me. She came to me, told me exactly what it was, and I like, oh, that's it. <laughs> we, we, we I was a believer. I was a believer then. We talk about God, Holy Spirit moving, and we talk about the giftings, but you really haven't really had an opportunity, I don't believe, to really see a genuine gift of God being used mm -mm. through a person. No. Haven't seen it, so you don't believe it. I have. And sometimes, I mean, we may think we want to, but when a person, normally when God gives a person something, it's for to build you up. It's for you to grow. And with that comes correction. There's no way you're raising a child and there's no correction. There's probably more correction than anything else. Mm -hmm. Coupled with love. But there's correction. There's something about you that needs to be said. And sometimes your person can't, I can't even say it over the mic. Because it's something very intimate and personal that I didn't even want him to tell me. But so to let you know that there is a God, even though you say it is, but you don't believe, this is what he said to me to tell you. Now you go home and you tell your husband what I told you. This is how much you and your husband are going to know that there is a God. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to hear from God, make sure that you're ready to hear from God. It'll change your life. It'll make it okay. better. Freely? Exactly. Yeah, because when God gave me a lot of times, and then when it comes to the gift of discernment, God just don't give that to anybody else. He gives that to a person he know who can keep trust. secrets mm -hmm. and he can trust. He can trust. So I don't have to, even though he shows it to you, don't necessarily mean that you're supposed to say something. Pray. Pray. And when it came to the woman of war, our last one, he, he allowed me to see what was going on with the women. But I didn't go to any individual woman. I said, okay, Lord, so what are you going to give me to teach? And it was about how, just as clear, how do you see me? And she was like, are you sure? That seemed kind of, you know, on the edge. Yeah, that seemed kind of risky. 
you know, how do you see me? Because that's the issue with some of the women hearts. Overall, when it comes to women, how they see each other and how they are seen because it's about, you know, their, you know, self-esteem. So it's, it's and then uh, some of us say we don't, but when you really get to it, that it's not about yourself, it's about God, so it's God-esteem, not self-esteem. Mm. So you never hear me teach you about self-esteem. You never hear me teach on that. Because it's not about yourself, it's about God. And that's why you're so easily offended, because it's self. That's why you're so hurt. This is why you're so quick to respond, you want to read somebody, because of self, mm -mm. because of your nasty attitude, because of self. Frisbee's made a face at me. Guys she, don't want to read she nobody. She didn't realize she did, but she made a face at we me. We guys don't want to read nobody, do we? Right. It's, it's self. Self wants to hurry up and defend self. This is why you want to, you know, you know well, it's let true. me get this straight. What you need to get straight is self. You're right. Because when I was confronted, that's the first thing I said. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's self. I was offended. That won't me. She busted me, y'all. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's all good. Um, I support the scripture here. It's, it's James chapter 1, verse 22 through 24. Again, James chapter 1, verse 22 through 24. And it reads, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Mm. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Wow. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. What is James saying here? James is saying, I love the first uh, verse here in 22, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just be a hearer, hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. You must do what it says. You must do what it says. Mm -hmm. we, are so we are so deceived when it comes to doing the word of God. We're good for saying what the word of God says, but the do is missing. Mm. Mm. And somehow we think we can say and not do, but still receive the blessings. He said, don't fool yourself. That's what happened. But we're fooling ourselves because we call on God. We wail and lament to him before him. Travailing yes, and also throw a fast on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the word of God, he says, obedience is better than the sacrifice of this fast. Mm. How quick could you just receive by obeying? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to go eat. through all this. You still could eat. <laughs> but to hear God, need to hear God. God said, repent. Did you hear that? Obey. That's what I'm saying. God said, be kind. Mm. Walk in meekness and humility. Not pride. He said, set myself in the, and battle against the proud. Love those who despitefully use you. Oh, Lord, I, 
Lord is working on my heart. He's not working on your heart. The nope. Lord is working on your heart. He what your scripture heart. is that? <laughs> the Bible says he knows your heart, the intent of your heart. But don't we knows. say it? Yep. The Lord is working, He's on, working my heart. on my heart. He know my heart. He sure do. Yeah, that's the problem. He know your heart. Wow. And so do you. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. Can you imagine that? That is a very traumatic experience. I can only just think of, because I, I, I can't. Yeah, how I do. You look in the mirror, and when you turn away or something, you forget not only what you look like, but who you are. Mm. You immediately have Alzheimer's. Imagine that every day you go in and out of having episodes of the symptoms of Alzheimer's. Miserable. You look in the mirror, oh, this is me again. Walk away, but the, what happens in your life is that your life, you start living your life when you walk away from the mirror. Not while you're at the mirror. Which is the word. So when you walk away from the word, that's when you're living. Should be living the word. But think about it. How many times have we looked and read the word of God and we walked away and mm. forgot what manner of man we were? More often. Forgetting. Forgetting who you are. Mm. Forgetting what you stand for. Forgetting that you're righteous. You've been made righteous. Forgetting of all the blessings that has been bestowed upon you. You forgot all that because of a situation or a person. you so mad and so upset. If I wasn't saved, are you sure you're saved? <laughs> That's almost saying that if I wasn't a woman, what? I am. That can never be. Joking. You're saved. Yeah. You're not being saved could never be. You, you're yeah. saved. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Got a question. When we say stuff like that, it just goes to show you how lightly we take our faith and how lightly we take God when it's not a lifestyle. Right. We say, oh, you're going to make me lose my religion. Right, right. Did you ever get it? Right. And you can't play with, see, words have value. They have value. And you place a lesser value on the word God when you talk like that. That's that idle word that he said you're going to misjudge by. You put a everyday jovial type of value on the word of God when we talk like that. You're going to cause me to lose my religion. It should be a relationship. Paul is saying here, it's impossible to write to write to these type of people. <laughs> it's impossible. I find it most difficult, <laughs> no, almost impossible, no, to won't. write to this new creation. That's you. He said, because they live in a realm of senses, mm. their natural senses, their sight, their taste, their touch, hear, smell. They're living in that, and I find it impossible to write to them. 
but we are recreate spirit, uh, the inner man, the, the hidden man of the heart, our spirit. That's what he's referring to. The hidden man of the heart is your spirit. And it has never been developed. This is why it's so easy to go in and out of your relationship with God. Because your inner man has had little or no development at all. Mm, just starving. Mm-hmm. Even though we as believers have been born in a heavenly family now, you have been born of your natural mama or Fred. You have not. You, you've been born in of a heavenly family. And when that's a reality to us, that earthly family and the way we feel about it and how it really is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. Really, it doesn't exist. Because you're born of a heavenly family. Amen. They happen to be people that God used to bring you here on this earth. But beyond that, until they come into the heavenly family, they're not your family. Seemed like a harsh statement to make, right? But Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my father? Who? Except those who do the will of the father. But that's something that you haven't taken to be a reality. You, you, for you, you're still saying, and it's still real to you in your heart, that that's your family. That's why you get so messed up when your family... Get you all off balance by something they say or do mm. because it's your family. It's your family. That's my, my mom. That's my dad. That's my sister, my brother. Yep. I got to be there for them no matter what because that's my family. They could be in the wrong. You're still going to be with them. That's my family. But the word of God said, who is your mother? And your sister and your brother. Who except those that do the will of the Father? Wow. He told his disciples, leave all, leave everything, and come and follow me. He told John, This is your mother now. Yeah. Cleave to her. I'm sure he had a mother. Yeah, he did. I'm sure he had a mother. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because he's talking about, but he's not saying the outside. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. The heavenly family. The heavenly family, exactly. It's, it's, it's real. For, it should be real for us, but again, mm -mm. we are servants to our five senses and life experience. You're, you're earthly bound. No. Nope. It means that what you are to do now, even with more zeal, is to pray them in the kingdom of God. Witness to them because they're lost. Would you want your family to be lost? I mean, imagine just put, put them in this place. They have no clue where they're at or how. They, they really don't know how to live, but they think they're living. Mm -hmm. They don't know... The things that they're doing is very dangerous for their life. They're in a jeopardy of uh, uh, a, a imminent death. But they have no clue. We have to do that. We have to be 
that contact for them to show them which way to go. We have to show them the doorway of eternity. They have no clue. It's not that we want to cut them off, but when a person's not going the same route that you're going, how can they ride with you? They have to get off. You're not going where I'm going. Even the person who's hitching a ride, you know, on the streets, I want to, I want to get a ride. So they ask you, where are you going? I'm going to Hampton or no, I want to go to Denver. Oh, you have to keep waiting for no ride. This can't route me. <laughs> so do you continue, let's say if you, if you, you talk to them, you witness to them, mm-hmm. and they still are uh, what I'm going on with that. What do you do? That's right. Yep. You love him. You mm-hmm. you love them. This is this is who you know. You love them, and you continue to love them. Now, if they continue to reject, I mean, I can just use my own family. You probably can use yours. I can use mine. I'm probably the only one that saved in my family. You know, my father is still Joe Whitney. I still love them. I still fellowship. We still have a good time. We love them. We laugh. We have a great time. That's my father. You know, he's my earthly father. I still respect him. I still honor him as such. But my main objective now that I am in the kingdom is to get him in the kingdom, or at least continue to plant the seeds. It may, it may take him to his deathbed like it took my mom. But my job is to continue. Mm-hmm. To continue to be there. Yeah. To continue to be there. Whether they they don't understand why we don't celebrate they didn't celebrate Christmas. But some people, Christians celebrate Christmas and they don't understand it. You mean we're gonna separate our relationship because I don't want to celebrate Christmas? Well we can celebrate Jesus, but I don't celebrate Christmas. I continue to love them. I continue to be the example. When they're fighting at the funeral, whole family, mm-hmm. the Christian, I'm standing back just praying for them. I don't leave my family. Now, they can leave me, but I don't leave them. It's a difference. I think I don't even use. Go ahead, Dave. Mm-hmm. I really, believe, oh, I, I really appreciate it, too, because I believe really recognizing people of the same, you know, people who are all doing God's will, being family, it removes the expectations that you have of your natural family. Mm-hmm. So then I'm able to just love my natural family and not fault them for that you didn't do this and you're my mom and you should do this and you're That's my daddy mm-hmm. and you should have done that. So it's mm-hmm. no longer those expectations attached to them because mm-hmm. now those of you were my father, that's my mother, my bright father. There you so, go. So now it it helps heal any family relationships and Excellent. how the focus is truly on just loving them and seeing them coming. To That's what family. I do. Yeah. And I just be the example because they don't have it. I be that example. Of patience, I do. I be the example of the fruit of the spirit that they don't have, and then they'll come to me. And when they when they need to, you know, this part of their life, when their life is about to end, they'll think about, oh, he really he understands something. He know God now. Now I need to I need to come and talk to him. Well, I need to be in position whenever that comes. Yeah. That's what happened. Four hours, four and a half hours before my mom passed, he received Christ. Four male was there with me before. 
I was in the room by her, me and her, but you, mm -hmm. you stepped out, but she came. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, you cannot stop. You can't stop. It, it was kind of, it came to a point where I couldn't talk verbally to him, but I can pray for you. Yeah, I think um, even the most Keep challenged them. situation when you're praying for someone is, is your spouse. Mm -hmm. As I, uh, we can kind of deal a little better if they don't live in our home. But if they are a spouse, how do we deal with that? that that's the question. We're, we're up on our time. So our, our next time that we meet, we'll talk about the divine life of the developed, recreated spirit. We'll do more on how to develop our recreated spirit and what are the things we're doing to cause it to be undeveloped. Uh, so we'll talk, we'll talk on that in our next session. But I want to briefly just talk about one of the probably biggest challenge is uh, the spouse. If we have an unsaved spouse, that how was do, me. yeah, that was, that was what, me. That was you. <laughs> that was me. I was the unsaved spouse. How do we, yep, okay. How do we deal that with me. that challenge? How did you deal with it? And there's um, a, a posture of prayer that we have to take because in the marriage, you know, God, he honors the marriage and, and in the marriage of husband, obviously he's, he's the leader of the home according to the word of God and he's supposed to provide and, and he's supposed to teach what love is in the house. He's the, the example is. of love. Um, but yet they represent to be one. And the word of God says, how can two walk together except they agree? How can two walk together except they agree? So they will have to be saved. They, they will have to become as one. Uh, and so for, for me, with pastor in the beginning, let's say, matter of fact, he told me he was never going to come to church. Now I'm like, I'm Lord God, come. what am I going to do with that? He told me he's never going to come. And I meant it. I and if meant he's never going to come, come, I don't know if we can get married. Uh, I wasn't up for that task. But I, um, I knew that I knew his heart. I knew, I knew God not would make him to be saved because he's not that kind of God. He's a yeah. just God. But I knew the type of heart um, Pastor had that it, it was it was moldable. It wasn't a, a heart and heart. Mm -hmm. When you have a person you have that has a heart and heart, that is that's a real challenge. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because their heart has already before you before they got with you to be hardened against anything that wasn't part of their values and their beliefs and their way of living. So when you come to deal with a person whose heart is already as a stone because of experiences in life, and this is who I am, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do, you know, um, beyond you know, prayer, it's the highest thing to do. And I wouldn't say give up, but what has to happen is this, is at one point that God does tell you to stop praying. There's a point in everybody's life to where you're praying for someone to where God requires you to stop praying because once the person has come to a place of acknowledging what's right to do, decide not to do it, they're going to be confronted with that. Holy Spirit is the agent. He's going to be doing the working on the person's heart. So that's not your responsibility. Not yours. Which I love. It's not your responsibility. 
So they're going to be convicted with accepting or rejecting God. And when they make that decision, you're going to see which decision it is. Because when they reject God, nothing that you say about God, they're going to want to hear. They're not going to be a, I want to be around it. Don't want to hear it. And so you're going to have to start talking, and even on the telephone with whomever, probably have to go in the room to get these ugly looks and different things that happen. When they reject, it's one thing to stay neutral. It's one thing to accept, one thing to reject. So you have to know which place that you are at with your, your spouse in that. Um, but I prayed for Pastor, and like I said, I knew he had a, a really, his heart was soft. He cared for people. I, and he just cared for people in general without being saved. Um, so he had a lot of things that God really could fully enhance. And obviously it was in the making to, for a pastor. He had no clue of that. A pastor saying he never going to go to church. That, no that, that just didn't even go together. Um, I ain't never going. Is that first of all, you yourself must be saved. There you go. I say saved. I'm talking about saved, not trying to be saved. Not working on save, save. Separate yourself from all things that's not pure, not righteous. Separate yourself from any with women, any form of gossip, anything that will come from your lips that is not of God. You have to be in a place of total consecration because this is your biggest task that God has given you is to bring your spouse to Christ. You pass. It's one thing to bring someone else that's outside. You have a covenant. But this is why God says, don't yoke yourself with those who are unbelievers. Mm -hmm. So once I prayed for him, he, um, I still had to witness to him, but not out of the Bible. No, you won't. So Holy Spirit, so I couldn't say, you know, God is good. What? I was God like, no, you is won't. Good. Where is God? <laughs> No, here's this black and white type thing. I know. Where is God? Look, you believe in UFO, but you wouldn't believe in God. I'm gonna tell that on him. He believe in UFOs, y'all. But you know, you know, Jesus and now Father the and the Son, you know. Now I know the truth. Didn't believe that, so I couldn't come to him with, you know, out of the, the word of God. So I really explained to him things that he was seeing. I had to come to where he was at, and he was about, he was a visual person. Science. So I witnessed to him by something we're watching on television or whatever, and it allowed, okay. it allowed a little later for the Holy Spirit just to minister to him. So he had a, he had, he was, in, he became inquisitive. What? So what do you mean, you know, that wasn't an invention. That is an invention. I said, no, that was another form of light. <laughs> Right? Well, yeah, but that just happened, you know, you know how Pastor is. That just happened, like, you know, this year. That's new. <laughs> it's new for you, but light. I said, when, you know, when were there never light? So, I was, I was so God's creation is an explanation of your salvation. Mm. Amen. His right very now. creation is. I'm stepping up now. So, man is without excuse. Whether you've heard the preached word or not, because the word that the earth, his his creation, bear witness that he is that he exists. She got me. So it was through his creation that I had to 
bring him to Christ. So God will give you the words. Don't try to search for the words within the Bible. He's going to give you the words to She witnessed to me, not witnessing to me. I never knew she was witnessing to me. Right. You got to get saved. You don't do this, you're going to hell. She never said that to me. I wanted to. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. Probably, no, probably yeah. want to do a couple I'm other things kidding. to me no, too. I'm just kidding. She probably want to do a couple other I'm things to me too. But what, what was so good is that the things that she planted into me, I would go back in my own personal time and think about it. I didn't know. She said, "There's there's nothing new under the sun." I didn't know that was scripture. Right. I did. What? I, I did see that. that one in y'all. So that was the one, <laughs> and I'm sitting. I'm like, "What well, she said? There's nothing new under the sun." So. What if I'm wrong? And when I said I wasn't going to go to church, the reason I ended up in church three weeks later is my best friend. His wife died at 36. She had a brain aneurysm. And I went to the funeral. That changed my life. I heard a Baptist preacher give the call for salvation. I didn't go up. I didn't run up. Matter of fact, I didn't know what was going on. No, you didn't. He was. I'm asking lost. a question. Baby, why that man going over there? Why that guy crying? I'm asking all these questions. Question like a kid in church. He be crying. I didn't want to know. I want to know what's going on. Why are these people in here? What am I doing here? You know. But I love my friend, so and I and I love her. But listen, y'all got to understand something. In her death, in her death, I was in the call. Amen. In her death, she's 36 years old. Beautiful young lady. Yeah. Two boys. Yeah. In her death, V. I, in her death. I didn't know I was in her call. Didn't know all this. But in her death. In her death. In his loss. His, his, his wife lost my salvation. But God used her. And he used Mel. And all that, three weeks later, I said, I will never go to church. I find myself Everything is beautiful in its time, even death. And in that call, in my, in that, my call as a shepherd, I couldn't see none of that. Mm. What is your call? Mm. What's being held back from you if you don't know yet? Who are you in Christ? Mm. You could have never told me, lying, stealing, conniving, ride, that he would be a pastor. Sinner. I could just sum it all up with a sinner. You could never told me, but see, he said, when I'm born again, I'm a new creation. Amen. All things are passed away. I'm brand new now in him. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you thought. You know, and I even spoke that, I, you know, I would kill the man that stabbed me. Once I found him again, I would do it. And I meant it. God got a better plan for my life. Amen. See, y'all got to understand something. You know, this gift of salvation and the gospel that you bring, he said, how beautiful are the feet that to bring the gospel. So when you walk up to somebody who's in utter darkness mm -hmm. and you tell them for real, not that you got to say, do you know Jesus, but Jesus should already be right there. Just start talking to you. It's strange to just talk to you. Next thing you know, you know, you'll hear something, how to go in, what they're dealing with. Holy Spirit, give it to them. They're not saved. This is how awesome the, the God is. I mean, I was going to hell Simple words. She said, there's nothing new under the sun. That was the thing that preached. Yep, that was it. <laughs> she came to me where I was. I'm a science. I love science. I love fish. Mm -hmm. science. I love all of those things. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to come where you at. I'm going to show you God. Yeah. And y'all heard my prayer today, and that's how I see God now in everything. Amen. He's the creator. Amen. You don't know Christ? You want, you want to, you in broken fellowship? <laughs> 
You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today? Amen. This is the call. Amen. So you cannot be, Amen. if you die tomorrow, you can't say, nobody told me, Lord. Mm -hmm. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Today, right now, this moment. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. You can hear him calling their angels. The Bible said when that one gets saved, the angels of heaven are rejoicing. When you come and say, Father, I believe you, that you are the son of God, that you died on the cross for my sins, that you were raised on the third day. And I, I offer you to forgive me of my sins and welcome you in my heart right now. Right then, and you believe in your heart, you have eternal life. Amen. You have eternal life. Darius. That's all you did, Darius. Mm -hmm. Darius, to come to the house, sitting there mm -hmm. on the fireplace, they ain't yeah. say nothing. About a year, then yeah, Darius ain't talking. <laughs> now he out evangelizing, Amen. filled with the Spirit of God. Yes, Got a beautiful wife to be right now. Right. She three beautiful daughters. They're going to all yes. be with him in heaven because he yielded. Woo! Glory. Man, don't harden your heart. I'm glad you didn't harden your heart. Amen. Mine's were a little rough on the side, but he, <laughs> he fixed that for me. They fixed that for me. Amen. I, I want to share with you real quick. Um, share. That's about it. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to say. My conference that I hosted at the Hilton, Virginia Beach, uh, June the 11th through June the 8th through 11th, um, the current president of the board, she, the board and the board members met my husband. Uh, he came and had dinner with us. So they're the first time seeing him, right? And so the very next day, you know, they were all asking about him because he was making conversation with everybody. He knew a little something about everything, so he could talk to everybody. Show uh, yourself friendly. <laughs> and uh, they was like, you know, is your husband coming back? And I would really enjoy talking to, you know, the, the females and the guys. But then um, Irma, which she's my new friend, Irma, the president of the board, she said, I knew when I first saw your husband that you all are good for each other. She said, I saw gifting. She said, I saw gifts. She said, we just, she said, you're a gift. She said, um, you all enhance each other. And um, she did. And, and she was like, I just, almost like I can't explain it. You know, she's so, she's so sweet. But um, what she was really conveying and saying is that she was seeing the ministry of God in our marriage. She couldn't, she didn't know what she, she was saying. Say, she couldn't articulate what she really wanted to say. But she said, when I saw him, and then she said, I, I noticed too when he, when he talks, there's a certain way you look at him. I said, wow. I said, I, said, I, uh, I still do that. I said, I used to do that when we first met. I said, but when he talked, and uh, not just when he talked, but when he talked about the word. And to me, because ever since you got saved, it's, yeah. I'm always hearing God talk through you. So I said, it's just my response to the it's Lord. spiritual. They just think it's. Of my life. Amen. My Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. I received that. I'll take out the dinner today. So you got to be, when it comes to your, uh, your marriage, and what she saw too was oneness. She saw oneness. And you could probably ask my husband something with me, probably in another country. And when I get back and you ask me the same question, you're going to get the same answer. Same answer. Some of y'all have experienced that. And um, that's why, because we're one. 
And a lot of other people have benefited from, I believe, our ministry of marriage, the oneness. I don't believe there have to be these seminars and different things that people have, you know, the marriage seminar and this and that and the single seminar. The, the, the word of God is, is in the word. And we should be that example, you know, mm -hmm. Des, we should be the example. So when you see, you see us, you see our marriage, you see our covenant, you see our relationship with God. That's what you see. And so it's not nothing this, even this, better this. than a, a living testimony. I have to charge you $75 to come to the marriage conference. You know, it's nothing wrong with, um, you know, having meetings to people want to better, you know, their marriage. But it shouldn't be a way to where we've made it some type of seminar. Because I, I believe just from the teaching of the word yeah. of God, your marriage should grow and flourish. Yeah. And just by our life examples before you. Amen. Why, why would you want to be married with someone and y'all always at odds? That's not a marriage. That's not a covenant. I want to be in a loving relationship with God. Thus, I'm able, the more I fall in love with God, the more in the overflow that I have to give to her. And you can be so one with someone. We actually... We actually shared the same dream. Yep. That was the same night. The same night. <laughs> she started saying, I said, no, I started saying, she said, hold on, yeah. let me finish it. Yep. And boom, it's the same thing. <laughs> see, this is yeah, not, great. see, you could be married in the natural, but you want to be married. The Bible said, he that's joined to the spirit is one. one. Amen. Yeah, yeah, so when I'm joined with her <laughs> in spirit, with the Holy Spirit, we're one. Why, why be in a marriage and it's miserable? Why be in a marriage and y'all don't agree on nothing? Mm. Why be in a marriage and you both miserable? Mm -hmm. That's not a marriage. That's a relationship of convenience. Mm -hmm. That's all that is. That's not, God don't even honor that. Matter of fact, he's not even going to hear my prayers, David, until I get it right with her. The Bible tells you that if I don't get it right, the man, my prayers will be hindered for protection over my children, mm -hmm. over my family. He's, gonna, he's not going to hear him until you get it right with her. When you get it right with her, because you don't understand, in the relationship, she's Jesus. Or she's the church and I'm Jesus. In the relationship. Mm -hmm. how, did, how Jesus and the church not talking? Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> how Jesus and the church not talking? Amen. Jesus and the church don't get along. How is, that, how is that possible? So marriage is a covenant. It is the, it is the oneness that God wants with you individually. Amen. Amen. We thank you for Amen. coming out to Walk the Ministry today. Sound like we need a marriage conference. <laughs> I pray that the word that was taught, that it reached your inner man and you have been developed and you're now walking in the new creation, the new birth, which Christ Jesus has given you. It's given you all riches and blessings Amen. that pertain to this new life. You should be living victoriously. Amen. Amen.